morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. The date is May 20th. Hope everybody's having a good start to their morning so far. First off, we just want to start VCon starts today, which seeing the pictures of the team there, it is so crazy that it's this huge arena. It's such, I just remember when they first announced VCon and VFriends, I was like, ah, this is what if so much is going to happen before VCon happens. And it's crazy that they have had it set for so, so, so long. And now it's actually coming to fruition. So just want to wish Gary um, good luck with it. I think it's going to be amazing. And also, I know the team is going to have a good time there. So uh, excited to see some content from it. It's crazy too, Charlie, because I kind of underrated it, and now that I'm seeing all the videos and like photos, look like like WrestleMania yeah. slash the Super Bowl. No, I know the pictures of them <laughs> in like the arena is insane. <laughs> it's totally cool. <laughs> yeah, man, it's cool to see like the reach Absolutely. of the NFT and then the whole crypto chain universe Absolutely. and whatnot. But uh, birthdays, by the way, we got to talk about our homie, our 7:31 a.m. Queen Jail Rucker. She also, you know, spotted that Taurus gang like your boy yeah. L, of course. Uh, May baby. And also, she shares a lot of birthdays with some legendary folks, right? Like Cher, Buster Rhymes, and Joe Cocker. Um, but also, I just want to say, I've realized every 7.31 a.m. host, except for me, I think, is born in May. Because you're May, Bo is May, and JL is May. I'm odd man out. Um, but yeah, and then it's also birthday of an up-and-coming R&B star who... I talked to Mike Boyd, who is Gary Vee's talent relations guy recently, and he was talking about how like how bullish he is on this guy. And I really do think he's going to be one of the biggest stars in the next few years. If you don't know him, Omar Apollo... Um, Omar Paul put out an album called Ivory a few weeks ago. That is a really, really great album with features from Daniel Caesar and a couple other people. But also, if you just want to like kind of take an entry into his music, Hit Me Up by Omar Apollo from 2019. One of my favorite songs of all time. It is such a good like summer track to just like kind of sit back and smoke to. Um, I love Omar Apollo, his music. I, I really do. I mean, I'm hoping we get to look at this podcast in two years when Omar Apollo is one of the biggest stars in the world and I get to say told you so I, I think I'm gonna be right yeah Charlie he's gonna thank us at the VMAs in two years I can already see it <laughs> absolutely yeah. all right hopping over into entertainment entertainment they are apparently making an Ocean's Eleven prequel which is starring Margot Robbie Warner Brothers seems to be doubling down on their commitment to the Ocean's franchise which I'm excited about I loved Ocean's Eleven and Twelve growing up those were I, I those were some of my big time rewatch movies just watching Brad Pitt be eating french fries looking handsome in his suits in every single scene so sick so they made Ocean's 8 a few years ago and then now they're gonna make this prequel starring Margot Robbie uh, the only details we really know are that she's the star and it's being directed by Jay Roach who did the Austin Powers movies and Meet the Parents a lot of comedy movies the campaign with Zach Galifianakis but then he made Bombshell with Margot Robbie uh, a few years ago, which was kind of his first like transition into something a little bit more serious. And then the only thing we know about the storyline is that it's going to be set in 1960s Europe. So nobody really knows what it's going to be about. Our speculation, a lot of people's speculation is that maybe it'll be about George Clooney's mom or like somebody else in his family, a previous generation of, of, of slick, fast-talking heist puller offers. Um, but so I'm excited to see. I like the Ocean's movie, so I'm excited to see this one. Yeah, Charlie, it sounds like George Clooney comes from like a family just immense immaculate scammers like you would think they're here from harlem but you know <laughs> it's in their dna i guess absolutely uh what else we got another entertainment story oh yeah so it feels like a new disney plus mcu show gets announced like every other day so yesterday was actually one of those days because variety dropped an exclusive when to let the whole world know that matt corman and chris ord have been tapped to write and executive produce a new mcu series for daredevil so we already know the Netflix versions of Matt Murdock and Kingpin are officially a part of the MCU canon thanks to their respective appearances in Spider-Man No Way Home and Hawkeye, so it makes total sense for them to reprise their roles on the upcoming show. 
at this point, all the Netflix Marvel shows, they're, they're probably going to be incorporated into the MCU at some point. I want to see Iron Fist get his redemption. Kevin Feige, work your magic. We need an MCU proper Iron Fist show that's just amazing and just out of this world pretty much. All right, so now we're going to move into the world of gaming and stick with Marvel at the same time. Now, y'all let me know if this combination sounds enticing to you. We're talking Hearthstone meets Marvel Comics. Now, if your ears perked up as soon as I finish saying that, then this next game announcement will get you even more excited. So this independent studio, they're named Second Dinner. They just announced a new free-to-play collectible card game set to release on mobile devices and PC. Now, this game is called Marvel Snap, and it will feature a base roster of 150 base cards, starring different variants of popular Marvel heroes and villains, and even some underrated ones, too, that you might not know about. And over the course of the preceding months post-launch, new character cards will roll out during all these new seasons. And don't worry, fam. Every one of these cards can be unlocked without having to spend a single digital dime if you choose to do so. Play the game, unlock them the natural way. So some of the characters I spotted in the announcement trailer that will definitely show up as cards in this whole Marvel Snap game include America Chavez, who just did a thing in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Ironheart, who's going to be in Black Panther 2, even Baby Groot, Venom, and a whole lot more. Marvel, collectible card game, mobile, and PC. Going to be hype. Don't know when it's coming out, but I'd say like maybe late in the summer, we get like an alpha or a beta. Should be pretty enticing. Charlie, let's talk about some style and some league fits. What you got for me, fam? Yeah, so if you follow NBA style at all, the Instagram account League Fits, I would say, is kind of the preeminent poster of NBA style. They post pretty much all the tunnel fits, um, and it's a subsidiary of Slam Magazine. And then over the past few years, they've been doing this thing where at the end of the year, they do what the NBA does. They pick a first team, second team, third team, but just based on people's outfits, like who they think are the best dressed players in the league. And they made their announcements yesterday, and I have some thoughts. Overall, in my opinion, the best dressed player in the NBA by far wide margin is Frank Jackson, who plays for the Detroit Pistons. He just, other than a lot of uh, NBA players who dress in a much more like hype beastie kind of way, wear a lot of sneakers, he wears all this like immaculate, tailored, beautiful pieces, and he wears a lot of boots and loafers, and just, I love the way he dresses so much. And they put him on the NBA second team, which I think is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, other than that, they put Russell Westbrook on second team as well. I think he should go higher than that. I know sometimes he wears crazy outfits, but in my opinion, Russell Westbrook changed the way we view NBA style. He's the one who made the tunnel like a runway. He's the one who made it into the space that it is now. And so even though sometimes that guy wears whack fits, we have to respect what he's done. And then first team was Devin Booker. Devin Booker dresses super well, very minimal style, also not very flashy at all, just like kind of beautiful tailored pieces. Uh, first team was Devin Booker, Kelly Oubre Jr., who I do not think is deserving of it. He is a pretty boy who looks good in clothes because he's so handsome, but I don't think I think his outfits are kind of whack. Uh, and then Jordan Clarkson, one of the best dressed players in the league, in my opinion, wears a lot of really cool um, sort of Americana inspired stuff. Like he wears a lot of big baggy clothes, really wide pants. Um, and then he also has a really cool sneaker game, too. Then Shea Gilgis Alexander, I would say, is the best dressed, like more traditional streetwear player in the league. Like he wears a lot of cool sneakers. He really keeps his finger on the pulse. He wears a lot of very cool, very hip stuff. I really like the way Shea dresses. It's not a way I would dress, but I think he does it really well. Um, then also they put D'Angelo Russell on there this year, which to me, he's sort of similar to Oubre in that he's like a good looking guy. So he looks good in pretty much everything. But I don't really think his fits are that cool. But yeah, main takeaways are them putting Frank Jackson second team is they it's it's an it's it's a nightmare. I'm, I'm so upset about it. I can't believe it. Frank Jackson is uh, the best dressed player in the NBA by a wide margin. And then with that, what happened in the actual NBA last night? 
Sports. Last night was game two of the Eastern Conference Finals, the Miami Heat versus the Celtics. Going into the game, the Heat were up 1-0. Um, and then yesterday's game was actually kind of a snooze fest. Or I, I don't want to call it a snooze fest, but blowouts I feel like are never as fun to watch as other games. The Celtics blew out the Heat last night. Uh, the final score was 127-102. to 102. Um, Jimmy Butler of the Heat is still playing great, had 29 points. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I feel like, seems to be rising to the occasion as a bit of a playoffs player. Like, he doesn't put up these kinds of numbers in the regular season. and He puts up great numbers, but not these kinds of numbers. But the Celtics just absolutely cooked them. Marcus Smart had a big game, uh, 24, 9 rebounds, 12 assists, crazy stat line. Um, And everybody who is good on the Celtics who usually contributes, contributed in a big way. Uh, Jason Tatum had 27. Jalen Brown had 24. Al Horford had 10. Um, I'm excited. I think this is still going to be a competitive series. It is now 1-1. Thanks for all that, Charlie. And guys, that's it for today's episode. For more details on these stories and a whole lot more, make sure you head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all our social media platforms. Also, come holler at us in the Discord. We got a very healthy community. Always ready to chat about anything and everything. Make sure you hop in whenever you can. We'll be back again tomorrow. And as always... Oh, wait. We won't be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's the weekend. We'll be back again Monday. Okay, as always, (laughs) stay curious. (laughs) Hope you keep that. (laughs) 